Hello, people. This is episode 126 of Just Because Human Experience Podcast. Michael Lobo here, sober, I think. Um, my guest was Tasha DeChosa. She was incredible. I was so happy to, to be able to talk with her. She needs to leave some talents for the rest of us out here in the world, but I found her story very inspiring to, to see how she deals with things, what she puts her effort and, and time and, and power into is really great. And this was recorded March 14th, last Sunday. And and um, March 17th, there's those um, the shootings in Atlanta. And I mean, violence against the AAPI community has been on the rise. And it, it's, it sucks. I, I, uh, I'm saddened. Um, and it, 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 I feel like it's always something. It's always a community. Seems like we, we never get a break. I don't really know what else to say. Um, people of color, in some shape or another, are always going through some shit. Um, but to do something, I guess that would be the the next step. There's a peaceful march and vigil against anti-Asian violence if you're in Arizona. It's March 27th, Saturday. I'll put the Facebook event page in the show notes. Um, the march is at 6 p.m. at the Mekong Plaza, and then um, the vigil is at 7 p.m. If you're able to, uh, come out. If uh, you can find other ways to support, I'll be posting that stuff on Instagram and Facebook. But it's 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 conversations like uh, the one I had with Tasha that um, makes me feel like there's hope for people. There's people doing good work, and I was on a Zoom call. Some people, I believe, from the Arizona Asian Chamber of Commerce, talking about strategies for what we can do as a community to to pull together and and figure something out. And and it's things like that that um, make me a, a tiny bit hopeful in this very very mad world. Uh, you can find. Tasha on Instagram at one, so the number one, King Tasha, that's T-A-S-H-A. This was really fun. Sorry for the super somber intro. Um, Enjoy. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm 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 okay. I'm always okay. uh I'm trying to I just don't know where to go. Do I? <laughs> you just you could just change it every 10 minutes. It'll be okay. like an adventure. Uh, it'll be an adventure. Uh, so there's this is through Spotify, right? Yes, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, maybe even MySpace. I don't even know at this point what MySpace is doing, but it's, yeah. MySpace? Did you just say MySpace? All right. I'm so sorry. Thank you for, thank you for meeting with me. Um, that's terrible. Thank you for doing this, by the way. I, I really appreciate it. Of course. 
Are we filming? Are we starting? We are starting. Ooh. Yeah. If that's cool with you. Your your name is Tasha. It's pronounced Tasha. Yes. Okay. Cool. Tasha so, did chose. Tasha did chose it. I wanted to let you know why I wanted you on, and it's you know going through and and having this podcast. I. I'm, I'm trying to talk to pe- more people in the community, right? I, I do have the episodes where it's it's me and my friends goofing off and having conversations. and uh, But I really want to highlight people in in Arizona, in Phoenix, uh, that I feel are, are doing good stuff or stuff I find is interesting. And so Instagram, you know, spying on us, you you would just pop up on on mutual people I know. And so I, I was really struck by the the mental health aspect uh, with the uh, organization, I believe uh, you work with. Uh, the, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to have you on, especially um, me being Filipino. Uh, I thought that would be cool to, to talk to you about it. And so to sort of even get your story of how you, how you came yeah, to be. Where are you from? <laughs> how does the story start? Okay. So I'm Spanish, Chinese, and Filipino. I was born and raised in the Philippines. And then... I moved to the Bay Area when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So my late in my late in my early 20s, I was in the Bay Area, and then I moved moved to Arizona. I've been here for over a decade now. How long have you been in Arizona? A decade. So okay, got it. Six. That's, that's more than over a decade. Now. And how, a decade. Yep. What are some cultural things you've noticed as far as you know being in in California uh, versus being in Arizona? I don't think it's different, but definitely I feel it when it's like in professional environment, right? So I feel, I used to, before I left California, I was uh, managing a private facility for internal medicine and cardiologists. So when I moved here, people were um, very chill about the work environment. It's more laid back. And in the Bay, it's like, like it's more fast paced. It's more like, you can't go home until you know, things are done. But in here, they're like, oh, you can do it tomorrow. People are more definitely chill in here. So, yeah. It's probably because it's so hot outside. Like so it. we don't, we're trying to get to air conditioning. We, we don't have time to, <laughs> to worry about little details. <laughs> we just want to stop sweating. Right. Growing up, were you around other people you ad- identified with uh, culturally? Because I know here growing up, there weren't at least where I was, there weren't a lot of Filipinos, not even a lot of Asians, really. That was always weird for me because, you know, I'd go home and my family's Filipino, but then I'd go to school and there was there's nobody really like me, even in high school, which is, right. you know, a big part of your life. Maybe there was three of us, if, if, if that. What, what wow. was it like for you growing up? So when I was in the Philippines, I got bullied a lot. Because I look different. I was like the lightest skin. I had a curly hair. So I look a lot different from, you know, like from typical Filipino girls. So you always, I, I remember um, growing up and, and when I was in high school, they literally formed, they waited for me and they formed a circle around me and oh. like pushed me around and stuff like that and asking me like question of like, why are you so light and why are you have curly hair? And like, you know, my mom, I grew up knowing that I'm Spanish, Chinese and Filipino. And my, you know, when I go home, my mom would tell me, I was like, well, 
you know, like, cause you, when you're, you're a kid, you're asking like, why, why do I have curly hair? And everybody else have like, you know, like straight, you know, straight hair. And he goes like, well, cause you're quite Spanish. That's where it comes from. And I was like, why do I have the, light, the lightest skin? Like, you know, Chinese people have the lightest skin. So like that growing up, it's difficult in a sense. But my mom always like, you know, you know how moms are. They're always trying to make you feel better. It's just, you know, she'll, she'll say like, you might look different, but you're pure, pure Filipino at heart. Like, yeah. you know, some mom stuff. <laughs> of course, of course. What would you say was the impact of, of your parents with who you are now? I always find that interesting what people attribute to their parents. Because we're sort of, well, we're not really the final pro- product, right? Hopefully we're always growing and, and learning. But um, what would you, what do you look back on and say, oh, I got this from my mom or I got this from my dad or even another uh, person who helped you. Um, so my dad, I never met my dad. He mm. um, he committed suicide before he turned 30. Mm. So I only basically have my mom. Yeah. So uh, I just want to add to the last question. When I moved to America when I was 16 and, and I've seen the diversity of like different races, I'm like, oh, I'm not the lightest kid in the block anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I felt when I moved to America, <laughs> when I moved to America, I felt more at home because there's another another person who have the lightest skin, another person who have more curlier than than I do. So I felt mm-hmm. more like welcome, so to speak. To the second question, it said traits. Is that what you're saying? What yeah. are the traits that I got it from my mom? Yeah, I would say like, uh, what? yeah, what, how did she influence who you are now? My mom, because my dad, my, my father died, you know, early, she had to step up and be the breadwinner um, of the family. So I've always admired her, her being independent, just trying to make things happen in whatever cost. That woman is, she was in sales when I was growing up. And she was literally thriving in a male dominant field. That's really inspiring to me growing up. And she would take home trophies who's what's like almost like same height as her. Cause my mom is like four eleven. <laughs> so every, yeah, I'm five foot tall, <laughs> but every Christmas they have like, you know, Christmas party and they, they do awards. And my mom would take home a lot of plaques, a lot of trophies, like, always top producing person. So I feel like that inspires me a lot in, in a sense of like, I'm in sales too. And when I got one of the brands that I, that I represent, I, after two weeks, I was number one. When I hit those uh, milestone, I always think about my mom. Cause I'm like, she's, she's, she's very inspiring woman. She's amazing. So yeah. I think my drive and she's funny. So I just started doing my stand-up comedy and my her friends would always say, you're funny. Like, you're just like your mom growing up. Your mom awesome. had the biggest heart. I totally relate with the, uh, so my, my mom, she would just work until pass out. Like it, it, being tired was never an excuse for her. And anytime I would complain, it would just be, Michael, do you know what I had to do, Michael? And I go, oh God, okay, I'm so sorry. I am, I'm so sorry. And it, it would just be all the time to the point that now 
if I'm feeling tired or I'm kind of whiny or whatever it may be, her voice pops in my head. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I go, oh my God, you're right, mom. I'm so sorry. And <laughs> I have lots to deal with. That's what this whole episode is going to be about. Um, you, you brought up the stand-up and I, I saw a little, I think the first one, I don't know like which order it is, but on your Instagram, yeah. can you take me mm-hmm. through that? Because you, I will now live vicariously through you because I've been wanting to, I would write stuff down and yeah. I would put it off and then COVID. So then I was like, oh no, I guess I can't do it, everybody. But you are doing it. What is going on? So um, I, <laughs> I just broke up with somebody. So um, I, I write poetry for um that's like my form of therapy. Like I've always write poetry and stuff. Comedy is something that I just thought about. Like, you know, I've always wanted to do it because people would always say like, when I tell stories and stuff like that, you're very comical, like you're very funny and stuff like that. That The last relationship really um, take a toll out of me mentally just because of like the details of how it happened and the reasons how it happened. It really, it's, 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 it's a different, type of experience that I've ever had in my whole entire entire 36 years of my life. That's very traumatic experience for me. And I'm still going through it. So for me, um, when I get into those moments that I get really depressed or really traumatizing for me, I always like write poetry. Poetry is more emotional process. And then I started, you know, like trying to make a light out of the situation and like, you know what, let's, it's been a month. Let's just make the light out of the situation. And then let's just try to be funny about it. So I was hanging out with uh, one of my good friends. And I was like, I turned around and I said, you know, I've always wanted to do this thing. And she goes like, what? Open mic for, for, um, for stand-up comedy. Could you come with me? And literally, like, I just went and jumped in. Like, went and jumped in. Drove there. 30 minutes later, we got in and and they, these kids are serious about this, their craft. Like serious. I'm, I'm talking about like they have bullet points on their phone. They have little notebooks that literally have their little, you know, like skits and stuff. And then she turned around and looked at me and she goes like, are you prepared? Like, do you have material? And I'm like, I got nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I was like, whatever comes out of <laughs> whatever comes out of my mouth that's what's going to happen I literally went up there and you have about like five minutes at one minute they'll light you up to see so that you know that you have one minute left um and just went up there told a story and uh, like I'm very comical when I tell a story and it felt good. I was kind of worried about the transitions of the story, but I, they, they laugh. So I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, you know what? I'll do this again. <laughs> so I actually, I just got booked to a show next month. So if you don't mind, I'll plug it on this podcast. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. Whatever you want to plug. Yeah. Let's do that. So on Saturday, it's going to be next month. Um, Saturday, April 24th, the main person will be, uh, his name is Daniel Bridge Gad. Oh, sorry if I mispronounced your last name, but I will post it on my Instagram. 
Right. No, <laughs> he's he's dope. Like so on the on the first night, he's one of the people that I network with. Great comedian, like him. One of the other kids too. His name is Jeff Garrett. Like amazing kids, like in the industry, like really funny. Jeff Garrett reached out to me after the my first stand up, and he was like, "Yeah, I think you got potential." Are you serious about this comedy stuff? Like, you know, we'll help you out. So like, I'm like, I you guys gonna help me out? Like, why not? So it's a great experience so far. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I I I did theater for a while, and when when we had our son, you know, I I stopped until he would until he gets older. That 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 energy from a crowd, even. It's amazing. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm guessing you felt that uh, when you performed. It's it's pretty fantastic. So that I love hearing when other people share how they felt um, going through it. What kind of kid were you in school? Because I, I whenever I talk to people, it's always interesting to see. You know, were they the straight A straight A kid? Did they cause a lot of trouble? Were they the class? I was definitely the class clown in my school, and that was a uh, very shameful for a. Uh, at least for my Filipino parents, um, to not get straight A's all the time, to always be the clown. What kind of kid were you? Out of four, I'm the only girl. So I walk a straight line like everybody. I did. I played Snow White when I was, yeah, when I was in elementary school. Definitely, I, I was the typical little Filipino girl. <laughs> so pleased to say, I did pageant in there too, like. Look, we have, you have like, they're called like muse in school. So I did, I was a muse for our school. So definitely, cause you know, Filipino, uh, we have three things that we really fanatic about. That's basketball, boxing, and pageant. So definitely I fit in to that. I was in sports. I was varsity in high school. I was a uh, two years varsity soft player, but I did, I was a muse too for, for, for the school. So. That is, damn, you did a lot. I just made people laugh in the back of the classroom. <laughs> um, we could not talk about this if you if you don't want to about um, uh, your dad, but okay. like the the importance of of mental health, I notice in in speaking with friends of mine who are who are Asian, it, it's not something talked about at least in our in our community. Um, and I know Asian is like a big umbrella term, and there's a lot of different cultures under that, but. When my f- mom found out I was going to therapy, she was weirded out by it. She didn't understand it. And um, when I majored in psychology, she, again, did not understand it. Um, she wanted me to, you know, be a nurse or an engineer. How Typical, typical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Be the nurse, Michael. That didn't happen. So now I'm the... the <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it. And it sucks, too. How, right. how are you with your... With your siblings, because my, my two younger brothers, engineers, my older sister is a nurse, uh, cousins, all nurses. And then here comes uh, Michael does a podcast and he does theater. And so uh, was your mom really supportive of, of stuff you were doing in your life? Like what you said, she wanted me to be a nurse or something in, in the medical field. Yes. Um, so I did, obviously I did... Uh, health services management and in my early 20s I did I was in a medical field but beauty industry is really where my heart is 
And um, so slowly when I was in my mid-20s, I was transitioning to be in the beauty industry. I think for like one year, one full year when I transitioned to the med- to, uh, from medical field to the beauty industry, my mom didn't speak to me because that was like, that's not, you know, like typical Filipino. That's not what I wanted for you and stuff like that. But I think it, it, it goes back to being a typical Filipino people. Like the only way you can help people is by through medical but when I tell her stories about I am helping people it's just not the way you would want me to people and I'll tell her stories about like a patient who was in my chair and just a matter of giving and she's going through chemotherapy and just a matter of like giving her giving her a makeover it like it's it's it made them feel good I, I, I remember I'll never forget there's this couple the woman is is having a chemo. Her husband was with her. And literally the husband, like when I gave her the mirror, she started like crying. She goes like, oh, oh my God, I haven't felt beautiful in a long time. And started crying. And I'm like, I ended up crying with her. Her husband went outside. And I I think he forgot that it was glass and I can still still see through him. Like I can see him outside. And he literally went outside and started crying because like he for I still gives me chills right now. <laughs> um, he didn't know how to like make her feel better. Like she would, you know, he would always he, he does what a good every good husband would do, like tell her she's beautiful and all that stuff. But sometimes like she she didn't feel it for the longest time because when you're going to chemotherapy, you're losing hair, you're losing, you know, you're losing half of yourself. You, you're physically not yourself anymore. When I gave her the makeover and she was like, oh my God, I'm, I feel so beautiful and stuff like that. Like those moments makes me feel like I help people. The more I tell her stories, the more I tell my mom stories of like, you know, I am helping people. It's just not the way you want me to help. So when she, she hears that story and how I impact people, she feels okay about it. My mom... And I'm I'm I just turned 33. She'll still bring up um you can still be a nurse, Michael. I go, no, it's it's way right. too late. It's <laughs> way too late for my ass. It's it's over. Um I'm Uh-oh. where I am. If we could, you know, with your dad, you said you've never met him? No, he died three days after my first birthday. Oh, okay. How was that um growing up for you? Um it's definitely because like you're growing up and you're surrounded with kids, right? Who have both, who's fortunate enough to have both parents. And they tell about like, oh, my dad took me to this last weekend and my dad this and my dad that. And you can't really jump into the conversation because you don't have any stories, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it's very, um, like my mom always done a good job of, of being very transparent. Like she... She would always um, not paint her perfect, but I never grew up like not like dad. But mm-hmm. I knew that he was an alcoholic and a drug addict. But I knew that he he loved us. It's just you know goes back to mental health. Like people, you know, certain people just don't have are not strong enough to live life and and, and not fortunate enough to to have you know their emotions take over them. And it's unfortunate because growing up, like, I feel like my dad was in a band, like he was a drummer, like 
I'm like, man, if my dad would have, you know what I'm saying? Like, and things that, you know, like, it's just unfortunate. He's, yeah. he's a, I know he was a great person. I, I just hearing how my mom tells story about, you know, like how he loves us, how he loves his kids. Like it, it's, it feels good. But also she'll tell, you know, like stories of domestic violence. Mm. And she's, 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 even though I hear stories, it, it's, I never, I just get it. I just get it. I've seen the bad, the ugly. I mean, I've heard the bad and the ugly, but I, I, I still feel like I, you know, I love my dad. Right. It's just, I don't have stories to back it up, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, I think it's definitely a testament to be having that open communication. Cause um, you know, my, my dad physically abused me and my mom and we still haven't talked about it. Like we, it would, um, and there's definitely it's something totally there. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, They're the not talking about it. And um, and then finding out, like, he wasn't even my biological dad, like, when I was 18. And then, so it, I, the important thing is to talk about it, right? Like, to remove, and I, I saw this hashtag, I think it was on your page or on the that um, organization page, the remove the, the, the stigma. Remove, and, the, remove the mask, break the stigma. Yes. And just just the importance of talking about it, and and even to this day, I I've tried a couple times to talk about it with my mom, and it's it's sort of that she sort of accepts the abuse, which you see, I I feel like you see in in a lot of abusive relationships, unfortunately, and then and then with suicide too, you know, it's it's a lot, and those resources they should be out there more, right, to help to help people and. Unfortunately, it's it's not being talked about so much. So, how did you get involved here with um, the organization? I was a Arizona title holder in back in 2017. So, I was Miss Arizona United Continents 2017. And as we know, every every pageantry have their own advocacy. Like the biggest um, organization, biggest pageantry that we know as Miss Universe. Miss Universe focuses in HI, um, advocacy in HIV and AIDS, mm. where ours focuses in environmental, it's in, in the earth pageantry. I did my advocacy through um, Phoenix Asian American Lions Club. And after after my reign for, for Miss Arizona United Continent, Continents, I wanted to stay with the organization and continue my philanthropy through them. Uh, was, I think after my term, I got invited to uh, be part of the chair member for the organization. I, I told uh, Ron Smith, Ron Smith and Ethel Smith is one of like the, what do you call it? They, they've been president on our on organization. I call them my, my Arizona parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was talking to Ron Smith and I said like, I told him, I was like, you know, I, I want to be, you know, I want to be, be part of the chair, but only if I could do mental health, because it's really from my personal background for my father alone. And, and what I went through when I was in my twenties, it's really close to my heart. And it's something that I really, I'm really passionate about to, to continue it. And when they got me an approval, I then created my team. I network and created my team. For unfortunate reasons, 2020, we had, we had, you know, like big things that we wanted to do in 2020. Uh, we wanted to do our first suicide awareness walk back in September. We were 
going to do our fundraising event um, to so that we are able to to do the the walk because <laughs> learning to to organize this, I didn't realize that you need ten grand to do Ooh. the walk. Okay, girl. For insurance purposes and stuff. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Okay, that was a hurdle, but then I networked some more. I met people that they're like, "Yeah, I'll, we was gonna do our uh, first fundraising event with this abstract artist, and it would have been fun." It was supposed to happen in April 2020, oh, and then no. we got shut down March. I can't tell you the details of it, but we it would have been the coolest event ever for Arizona. And I wanted it so bad. It's just going to be put on hold. We're going to try to navigate and try to see if we can make this happen by this year. This event should have been like, it, it would have been fun. It would have been educated to the people and stuff. Because like what I said, like our statistic, Asian community in general, our statistic is not accurate because of how we grew up. Like what you mentioned earlier, like everything was sh- shove under the rug and, and we don't really talk about it, which is, is not good, right? So Asian people, we are not, we, our statistic is not accurate because we wait till the last minute. We are more seen in ER mm. rather than in therapy, which is sad, you know, because we wait the last minute. So that's why I always, I think, you know, being in my 30s and trying to be transparent and trying to be open up to to what I, you know, what I would I'm going through that that whole slogan that 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 we created it says remove the mask break the stigma because how many times we are silent mm-hmm. about what we are going through not knowing that if you would have just speak upon it and open it up and have the courage to speak upon it there are a lot of people that are going through the same thing that you are and and just by you speaking about it you could have touched another person and saved somebody's life I love that so much. You have no idea how I'm I'm excited. And and I hope that event happens. I hope that's really important work. It's really good work. It's it's definitely better than me complaining. I wish I can go to the movies. You know, that's that's contributing. <laughs> and it's it's beautiful. Um, so thank you. Did you want to talk yeah. about I believe you were starting a podcast? Did you want to talk yes. about that? Yes. So my best friend, her name is Chanel Jamerson. (laughs) So it's called Authentic Bitch Podcast. (laughs) Yes, I love it already. Yes, I said it. I said it. Yeah, it's called Authentic Bitch Podcast. So it's all about, of course, mental health first. It's all about women empowerment. We want to showcase women in Arizona in general that making the moves, making a difference in the community, but also speaking upon untouched topics that, that women don't really want to talk about out loud. Women that's like, let's say, going through depression and how that journey took them. Or like a woman who's, who's struggling, trying to conceive a child. What are the things that, that, that they go through emotionally and what they had to go through and able to, to get pregnant in itself. Talk about domestic violence and, and empowering those women and highlighting them so that other women that's going through the same thing will find their courage through somebody's voice just to, uh, again, removing the mask and breaking the stigma out of it, being vulnerable enough and, and say that, you know, this happened, this is how I did it, I found the courage. While you're in it in this situation, honestly, it, it, it's hard to find delight when 
you're in a very controlling, manipulative mm-hmm. situation. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you know, you know, you know what's right from wrong, but, but, but when you're in that situation, it's hard to, to navigate. And it's almost like it creates doubt in your, your head and yourself. So our podcast is giving a platform to everyone that are willing to share their story so that we can empower all the women out there, all the kids to know that you, you shouldn't be, if you feel like you're not in a situation, you're not supposed to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. This is the podcast. We will not have filter. We will have our voice and we will say it out loud for you guys. If you can't say it out loud, we will say it for you. Yeah. So tune in. It's the name is Authentic Bitch Podcast. That's amazing. And I and I I totally agree when you hear other people talking <laughs> about it, you feel more empowered and more it's okay to talk about it. Cause we're all kind of just roaming with these. I don't want to call them issues, but these these situations we're dealing with. But hearing you all talk about it, I'm I'm sure it'll encourage. And I, that's that's fucking amazing. And I'm I was gonna get the fuck out when you said get the fuck out. Um, and, <laughs> uh, to end, we usually have a little more uh, random questions. Um, what is a song recommendation you would make? What is a song you are really feeling right now? doesn't have to be a, a new song. It could just be any song that you would recommend to people. Yes. Remember, I'm brokenhearted. I will take it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, best, thing, best thing, best thing, and uh, Back to the Streets. Who are those by? By Sweet. Best thing is from Anaya. What is something you've done in the past week to care for yourself? Oof. I haven't, to be honest. <gasps> no. Yes. I haven't. That's bad. I know. Maybe on Tuesday I'll have time. Have a self-care. <laughs> oh, you know what? Tomorrow I'm gonna have um I'm filming I'm filming my episode with my blog. So it's gonna be that's a form of self-care, right? Yeah. We're I doing say a body so. contour. We're filming a body. I'm actually doing a project. So I'm the person that I do blogs with, she actually sings. And I wrote a poetry and I, I have her listen to it. And she said, have you thought about putting some beats in it and, and making this as a song? He said, I was like, you know, I, cause I would always write a lot um, and do poetry. I said, you know what, in my twenties, I remember, cause I've always around like musicians, mus- I can't even speak musicians. And I had people that were like, Oh, can you ghostwrite for me and stuff? Or I have somebody who's like, yeah, you should, you know, put that, uh, translate that as a song. So we are actually having our first writing session tomorrow. That is super exciting. I'm going to translate my book, my, that piece that I wrote. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Can you? Again, uh, it's like, it's, it's, you know, going through. So I'm trying to translate all Again, <laughs> I just broke up with somebody. So I'm trying to translate the pain that I'm going through into more uh, uh, an artistic type of way. So either writing poetry or doing the comedy, stand-up comedy. And apparently now I'm writing a song. So <laughs> don't figure things out. Yeah. Try to be creative. And it's, those are all healthy, creative ways to um, release that pain and, and right. work through right. it. So yeah. Right. It, what scares you the most about your future? Wow. 
somebody asked me that one of my good friends for like i think that the one thing that i'm that scares me the most is is being alone that that i think i think that the thought of it ter- <laughs> terrifies me yeah i definitely share that with you and i and i think a lot of a lot of people it's it's uh, it's terrifying and I, as as like social beings you know we crave that love and um acceptance from others what shows have you been into tv shows like a series or something yeah i haven't watched a series are you watching oh, hold anything on. Hold on. i do watch law and order law and order criminal minds i like those kind of shows <laughs> um i watch a lot of netflix that counts i don't know i, I yeah, I I don't know what series I like. Seriously, I have a series that I like. Oh, the the gam the gam, what, What's it called? The the show where um she plays cards. Like was it? No, I'm a chess. Queen's Gambit. Is it the Gambit? Queen's Gambit. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Cool. Love it. What makes you another, roll your another women right? Another women. Yeah, a strong strong female <laughs> Speaking lead. Speaking of women empowerment. There you go. Again, our podcast name is Authentic Bitch Podcast. Wait for it. It's going to yes. be amazing. I hope you make shirts because I would love a shirt that just says that. Authentic Bitch Podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, what? We're, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. Yes. Yes, definitely. Cool. What makes you roll your eyes every time you hear it? Oh, there's a lot of shit that makes me roll my eyes. Let's have it. No, Let's have <laughs> top 10. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Let's it. Let's do it. Um, um, stupidity. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that girl, yes. Like, um, and mainly it's, it's um, like obvious things. I, I, so, d- no offense. Like mainly with men. Like stupid things that, that comes out to men's freaking mouth. It's like, seriously. Yeah. Like, think before you ask me a question type of thing. I don't know. Maybe because I'm still heartbroken. <laughs> so <laughs> most men and I annoys me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's talking about me, everybody. Um, that's what she's talking about. What? <laughs> never, never, never. I'm going to go cry after this. What, what took you a long, <laughs> a long time to figure out? Wow. It took me a long time to figure out of, I think me being, giving everyone, um, the benefit of the doubt mm. and expecting uh, because again, I grew up different. Um, my mom presented love in a different way. And I think growing up and, and knowing the type of love I give, you can't really expect that to come back to you the same exact way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because I always continue to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and expecting them to give me the same love that I, that I give to them. And then I get disappointed when it's not the same exact love. I think just just being aware that there are people that are not that there are people that can possibly help, you know, like hurt you in in some different level. So I think I think I, I think being not being naive to the idea of people are capable of doing despicable things. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can give everyone a benefit of the doubt and, and, you know, take them as for what they are and accept them for what they are, but that not, and but have the awareness of like, don't be surprised if, if people do you dirty. 
Yeah. And how far people could, could do that, you know? Yeah. So I, I think I'm always, I'm, I'm always high off of love. Like I'm always, always trying to give people benefit of the doubt, but it's like, and, and not thinking about like, okay, well, people can do you wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And I, I that's a hard, I think that's what I've learned from, from my, my recent one. <laughs> for sure. Well, looks it, can be deceiving. It can, they can, uh, yeah, that's a big lesson. It, it sucks too, because, you know, you don't, at least, at least for me, from, from what I'm, you know, I, I, I hope for the best in people. And then people around me kind of say, you know, fuck people. I'm out for myself. And then, so then when I get, when I get shitted on, because I was hoping for the best, it's, it's a lot of, I told you so, but you know, I, I don't want right. to give, I don't want to give up on people totally. So yeah, there's a balance of, you know, not being too naive, but, you know, trying to remain somewhat optimistic and, and giving that love still. It's hard to balance that. I, I think, I think, uh, I think everyone hopes for the best, right? Like who goes in a relationship and be like, this is not going to work, you know? <laughs> um, though women, women do self-sabotage, right? We, we, I don't know. It's just, we do self-sabotage, but, but at the same time, um, you know, we don't go in in a relationship wanting it to fail. And, and when, when we do get disappointed by it, I think the most important part of it all is that, it, you know, sometimes shit don't work out. Mm-hmm. I think, it, I think for me, this, this last breakup, what taught me is like trying to dig deeper and not focus on a pain and just trying to understand and accept that person for who he was or, and also, cause it's not always bad. There's, everyone had great moments in their relationship. It's not always bad. So I think I focused more into what did that relationship taught me and dig deep into like, what could I learn from myself? Not, not what he did, but I'm trying to focus more of like, what can I learn from this? What, what is this teaching me? And just reflection, so to speak. Um, so you can't always focus on the breakup. You have to always self-reflect and like, okay, what did you learn? What did you do type of thing? Right. And always trying to find the, the thing to take into hopefully the next situation, relationship, whatever it may be. By all means, it's like, I'm still not, I still have hot my highs and lows. Like, you know, I have like great moments of like, yeah, I got this. And then, and then some days I'm like, I hit my, my rock bottom and be like, I feel so low today. So to every, it's, it's, it hasn't been that long. So I think what it teach me is to, to accept the person for who they are and not judge them. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, I, I'm still human. I still like kind of judge the situation for what it is, but, but I think it's like accepting that person for who he is. Cause I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I don't love that person anymore. Cause that'll be a shit fucking lie i do i do i i i i feel like i'm still i hate saying this out loud but i still feel like i still i'm still in love with him mm-hmm. despite of 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 what i found out like i i can't i can't help it i feel like i'm still in love with that person i can't i can't be back in that situation so i just have to accept him for who he is and what he's done and just love him from far. Right. If anything, you know, that love and being in love is, is such an intense feeling. It's an intense everything. And, and right. that doesn't just switch off 
right. when the, the relationship is done and it's, that right. stays with you. Thank you yeah. so much for doing that. I appreciate everything um, you shared. Uh, I, <laughs> of course, I of course. think you need to leave some skills for the rest of us because uh, you're, you're taking a bunch of them. And uh, how can... Uh, <laughs> I'm writing poetry. Now I'm writing a song. Watch out. April 24th, my first stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. Leave some <laughs> for the rest of us, on. please. Yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, how can people find you um, on, on any of the social media if there's anything else you want to plug before we go? So you can find me on Instagram. That is number one, King Tasha. It's, it's just how it spells, number one, and then King, K-I-N-G, my first name, Tasha, T-A-S-H-A. When you go to my, my Instagram, I have a milkshake link, uh, which you can find uh, my YouTube channel. You can also, um, again, my best friend, I her name is Chanel Jamerson. We will start our podcast. It is called Authentic Bitch Podcast. <laughs> it's a mental health podcast. It's a women empowerment podcast. We are going to feature a lot of women in the community who are um, doing positive, impacting our community in the most positive way. We are going to touch lives. We're going to remove the mask and share a story to break the stigma with the mental health and, you know, share people's stories so we can have a positive impact. And, and, and you know, you don't know which, whose life you're touching. We all going through, uh, what do you call this, a different struggles in life and just by you sharing your story you would help another girl or another woman that's going through the same thing we're going to talk about we're going to openly talk about domestic violence because that's one of the things that that really impacts our community and and hopefully we save somebody's life again you're super badass uh if i can say that thank you again for for being (laughs) on the podcast i hope you have a good night No, thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Bye. If you would have just speak upon it and open it up and have the courage to speak upon it, there are a lot of people that are going through the same thing that you are. And and just by you speaking about it, you could have touched another person and saved somebody's life.